0: Hey, 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 you're listening to Johnny's Secret Stash, and I'm John Goldman. Adam Conley is working tonight. Not going to make it to the show, uh, but I think he's going to be here for the next show. We fortunately have a a very exciting guest tonight, Corey Dennison from the Corey Dennison Band, getting ready to play tonight at the Acorn Theater, tonight being December 6th. uh, make sure if you don't have your tickets, make sure you get them. Get over there; it's going to be a blast. Looking forward to hearing him, and you know, meeting him, talking with him, uh, and looking forward to seeing him tonight. Uh, in the meantime, you are listening to Johnny Secret Stash on WRHC one hundred six point seven FM out of Three Oaks, Michigan, and WRHZ ninety three point five out of Sawyer, Michigan. It's Radio Harbor Country. And Johnny's Secret Stash is underwritten by Harbor Country Hydroponics for everything you need to grow your own secret stash. Here we go. You know what I want to play? One of Corey Dennison's songs, Don't Say You're Sorry. Looking forward to asking him some questions about this later on. And here, here it is. And I'm here with Corey Dennison. Corey Dennison, you're from uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and hey, hey. you are the namesake of the Corey Dennison Band. Um, how long have you guys been playing together?
1: Um, you know, uh, the band's been together since I'm going to say 2010. So, uh, but like the main incantation of the band has been together for I'm going to say six, seven years.
0: Right. And so, this is not your first band you've played with. You've uh, played with Carl Wezer- Weathersby and uh, Jerry Hunt. Uh, what? How did you form this this band of your own uh, most recently?
1: Um. So I was. Um, you know, I was. I played with Carl Weathersby for almost. Uh, you know, damn near close to fifteen years. I played with him, and we went all over the world. And one day. Uh, I was picking my amp up because I was doing some stuff, you know, when we weren't working, I was playing, you know, with other people and whatnot and I was playing at a club and he seen me one night and he's like, Hey man, let's go get something to eat. So we went and got something to eat. And he was like, man, uh, it's time for you to go. And I was like devastated. And I said, pop, I don't understand. He goes, man, I don't want you being like me. Cause you know, he played with Billy branch for about 13, 14 years. And when he left on his own to go on his own, nobody knew who he was. So I didn't know it at the time, but it was an actual blessing. And what he was doing was, you know, he was just pushing me out of the nest like the eagles do. Yeah, well, that's
0: so funny. That's exactly the, the analogy I was thinking of. You know, sometimes you need to get that push out of the nest to to really get to that next step. That's awesome. Right,
1: yeah. Right, you know, and like like eagles, you know, most birds pick their young up and they 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 teach them how to fly, <laughs> whereas whereas eagles just push their young out of the nest and be like, well, it's either sink or swim, you know,
0: yeah, and it's but, either
1: fly or die. And so he knew that I was going to to you know yeah. excel and thrive, and and he was he was proud, and and he was like, I don't want me to do it, you know, he doesn't want me, you know, starting all over again, so because to be honest with you I would still be there today playing with him because I love the man and I love playing guitar for him so much. Yeah. You know, he, he's taught me everything. Um I, he's taken me around the world, you know, and you know, we've played for kings in Africa. Amazing. <laughs> and like it, and it's like it's it was a blessing and I and I love him dearly and I still talk to him. I talk to him every day. My my uh I have three kids, you know, my oldest son Nicholas, um he's a semi pro wrestler, but my youngest son Carlton is actually named after Carl.
0: Oh yeah, and, wow! Uh,
1: and uh, that's like his grandson. So he calls and checks on him every day, and and my and my daughter just turned is a year and a half old. She loves him too. You know, he, he always he calls and talks to him, and we yeah. try to FaceTime stuff. So,
0: so you're still in pretty regular contact with him too. I mean, that's oh, I
1: talk to him every day.
0: That's terrific. That sounds nice. And. Uh, so I know you're a guitar player, and I saw from your bio on your website, you started playing when you were six years old. How'd that even happen? Like, who got you your guitar, you know? Uh, uh,
1: my grandmother My grandmother used to travel for her job. She used to deliver pictures. And she would go to, like, you know, California, Texas, all over the place. And she went into Mexico one time, and she brought me back this guitar, and I just... Would carry it around the house, and I would make her make me guitars out of tennis rackets. And yeah. I've always been drawn to music since uh, w- I was really, really young.
0: What kind of music uh, did you I listen remember? to when you were young? I mean, obviously, uh, six. In the
1: yeah. house, there was always there was always you know, you know. My mom was thirty years old when my dad passed away, and so there was, you know, there was, uh, there was like, you know, I remember listening to like Anita Baker and listening to. You know, Elvis, there was a, you know, my uncle, he had a huge record collection, so he listened to, like, more rock stuff. My grandfather was a bluegrass guitar player. He loved bluegrass and, like, old-time country music. Cool. And, like, my grandmother loved, you know, gospel stuff, and she loved, like, the Statler Brothers and the Oak Ridge Boys, and she all, you know, I mean, but late at night, there would be a radio station that would go fuzzy for a minute, and then it would play, like, R&B and blues stuff.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. So
1: I got my I got my first you know taste Exposure of that you that. know when I was yeah when I was really young and then I also remember believe it or not watching Solid Gold when I was a kid.
0: Oh, that was a great show. Yeah. Those, remember with uh, Madam? Yeah. And, uh, that, is, is that the cartoon character or the the puppet or something? The puppet. Like that? She yeah. was
1: the puppet. She's yeah. like, "Oh, come uh, on, darling, come on, yeah. darling."
0: Yeah. Right. That uh, they don't and, do that and, kind like, of stuff remember, anymore.
1: Yeah, and I remember seeing you know like which I didn't know it at the time. I remember seeing B.B. King on Sesame Street. And I remember, you know, seeing B.B. King on Sanford and Son. And and then one day I came home from school and my uncle w- went to the gas station and there was this guy at the breakfast table. And I'd never seen this guy before. He was he was a huge man, titan of a man. And I was like, well, where's my uncle? You know, I did school to go play guitar. Uh-huh. And he's like, "Oh, he went to the gas station, young man." And I said, "Oh, okay, cool." And I just went downstairs. And it was my uncle Joey. He was a harmonica player here in Indiana. And uh, I hear this, huh! and then I I looked up. And there was nobody there. And then later on that day, my uncle's like, "Hey, you're coming with me tonight," which is basically code for "I'm driving, he's drinking." <laughs> yeah. And so we went to this club called Bugsy's over in Highland, Indiana. Uh
0: huh. You're, so you're in this area by that time yep. yep
1: and and um uh when I when we when he snuck me in I heard this music and when I looked on stage was that man that was sitting at the breakfast table and that was albert king
0: wow oh my god that's hilarious I, That's unbelievable like to have a I was trying to picture it was a holland wolf but albert king yeah he was a big dude wasn't he
2: yeah, my uncle
1: was, was really big. You know, like he was he was really good friends with Big Daddy Kenzie and the Kenzie Report sure. and Sugar Blue and Junior Wells and Albert King and, like, all these guys, that I know who they are now, but back then I had no idea who they were. And they were just
0: friends with your uncle. That's unbelievable. They were
1: just friends, and I, I never got to play guitar with these guys or anything like that, but just, you know, I, I still feel their presence with me when I'm on stage.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's nice. What about your guitar playing so you picked one up at six and uh, did you take lessons at that point or was it more just no, fiddling around No, and,
1: I, i'm self-taught i've never had a I've never had a guitar lesson i mean I study stuff now um uh i I've taught myself how to read music and i and I study you know i still from this day from from the time I started with Carl to so actually today I still learn guitar chords every day I got a book that's got like twenty thousand guitar chords. or or more, I think, is what it's called. It's got all these inversions, and I I try to learn guitar chords, and I practice with, like, real books, and when I go to the gym, I just put my headphones on and and listen to, like, instructional videos sometimes when I'm just, you know, warming up and... So, so yeah, I just, I just so there's people I just, at the gym
0: I, listening to your songs, and you're at the gym listening to instructional videos on how to play guitar. That's awesome.
1: I'm not, actually. <laughs> I'm at the gym like, when I'm doing my warm up and like I'm stretching and stuff at the gym. I actually listen to like. Uh, like, like exercise video, you know, like, uh, uh, music videos, like teaching stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And,
1: then, and then when I go to work out, it's always, it's it's usually Slayer.
0: <laughs> yeah, just to really push yourself. I hear you. That's, that's a good, yeah. Uh...
1: You know, I mean, but my musical, my musical preference is so eclectic that it, that it literally goes, like, if you look at my CD collection or my record collection, it, it goes from, say, Chuck Magione to deicide like it goes it goes over everything yeah. possible
0: <laughs> well and i have to say you know listening to music it it doesn't 100 percent fit in any one category i'm mean, sure there's it's blues but you got a little soul in there and uh exactly it, yeah it doesn't so. matter
1: it doesn't matter what type of music it is as long as their heart's into it and i can feel it or i can relate to it in some way then it's soul music to me. So I don't care if it's country or my girlfriend's stripper music. Cause she likes to listen to stripper music while she's working out.
0: <laughs> I'm not familiar with stripper music. <laughs> what does that it's sound just like, like rap,
1: rap and hip hop. She likes oh. to listen to hip hop.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, I just make fun of her all the time. No, but you know, she listens to the same thing. She listens to like Iron Maiden and then she'll listen to blues and she'll listen to Albert King and Freddie yeah. King and Eric Clapton and stuff like that. And, and believe it or not, she actually really does listen to my songs when she works out. I don't know why, but she does.
0: <laughs> you know, music is so accessible these days with Spotify and iTunes and just any pretty much any song you want to listen to, you can. Where in the past, it was like, you know, if you had it in your record collection, that's what you listen to. Or if, if your friend happened to have a, per, a, a certain record. So people's musical tastes are shaped by so many different things these days that yes. it, it it has a different you know uh, a different look. It to really it. is. The whole industry really is. is upside down these days, really, with Spotify. It,
1: it really is, and and I see that every day with my son. My youngest son will sing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," and then out of nowhere, he'll turn around and start singing the song "Shallow" from "A Star Is Born." <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> he loves he loves that song like. Uh, what was it last Saturday? We were at my girlfriend's sister's house for Thanksgiving, and like I, I took the kids with us, and we met uh, her her sister and her father for the first time and stuff. And they had this big piano, and he sat at the piano, and he was like, "I'm on the deep end."
0: <laughs> he was singing
1: "Shallow," and I was like, "Oh my God, my son is not right." <laughs>
0: So do the, your kids uh, come to your shows, or or they've been they immersed can, themselves? I mean, the, in the same oh way. Oh yeah, they, no,
1: when they can, I, li- I like to bring them. Like, they, if it's an outdoor festival, or if it's like a a club where it's all ages, yes, I love it when my kids come because it, it that's 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 the reason why I, I really do this stuff is to like you know take care of them and stuff. And it's hard because I'm working like seven days a week. I'm gone. Some you know, I'm sometimes I'm gone for a week, sometimes I'm gone for two weeks, sometimes, you know, I'm I'm gone for one day and I come back, but that one day takes it all out of me because I go to Denmark and then I turn around and fly right back home to play music, and it's like, oh my God, I'm so tired, but I have no choice, but I got to get up, I got to get up and make breakfast.
0: Yeah, well, that's your hang time with the kids, too. Uh, that's invaluable. You don't want to miss out on yes, that. Yes, it is. Yeah. How did you end up getting from Chattanooga, Tennessee to the Chicago?
1: Well, you know, um, it's, it's, this is just where the family ended up. Um, uh, I was born in Chattanooga, raised in Saudi Daisy all over, you know, Saudi Daisy. We moved around a lot as a kid and just to keep me out of trouble, you know, we, we settled here. Um, um, I was, uh, my mom left my uh, biological father when I was real young and, uh, You know, came went back to Tennessee because they were living in Hawaii. I'm actually an army brat.
0: Oh, okay. Do you have any siblings? um, Your siblings, musicians uh, as well. I have
1: I have two older brothers. I have two older brothers. uh, Or I have two. I have two younger brothers. I mean, that uh, we we have the same mom, and uh, they live really close by. They live about a mile down the road from me now, and we we all live really close to our mom. And uh, um, my biological dad, I do have a brother and a stepsister that i've never seen i, I might have seen him when i was younger but i but i haven't seen them since my my dad actually passed away my i was adopted when i was really young and um i haven't seen that my biological side of the family since probably i was i don't know 14 15 years
0: old oh i see yeah so so the uh the uncle you're talking about is your mom's brother yes yeah yeah and yes. was he a professional musician as well
1: Yes, he was. He was a, a harmonica player. He was a professional harmonica player.
0: Right, right.
1: I mean, he wasn't. He was. He was more of a, of a tri-state phenomena.
0: Uh huh. Okay.
1: Um. Um. He didn't. He didn't really get to go like, you know, tour and stuff. Um, he he toured like locally and like tri-state areas, I guess. You know, my other uncle, uh, my other, uh, uncle Wayne was. He plays guitar. He doesn't. He didn't. He didn't do anything with it, but. He also played guitar. He's the one that I stole the records from all the time.
2: Yeah,
1: and my yeah. grandfather played guitar all the time. He played a lot of bluegrass stuff and country stuff. When I get over, when I would go over there, and I remember as a kid, I was like, "Oh, great, here we go." He's going to start crying because he's singing about the flowers and the blind boy. <laughs> but but come to realize that you know now that I listen to those songs at my age now, I'm like, wow, he was really teaching me something there. He was oh, teaching sure. me that.
0: Uh, you know, you know, bluegrass was- is is some very complicated musical uh, uh style on guitar it's uh oh
2: yeah
0: you know it's it it's that branch of country where you know it's all about the finger picking and and uh making the, no- the the sound uh along those lines that's uh it's good <laughs> it education bottom
1: line, it's all soul music man
0: <laughs> bluegrass you're saying
1: yeah. Bottom line, I mean, all of it. It's just all soul music. It's just soul from the mountain. You know, I mean, It's just yeah. mountain music. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, and it's real stuff. Like it's, like I sit and listen to it now, and I'm like, wow, I can really, I can feel that. You know, but whereas before, I was like, yeah, this is boring.
0: Right. That's that's what you know. When you're a kid, you always think along those lines, and sometimes uh, you get to when you're older and you look back and like, oh yeah, I, that was pretty cool <laughs> listening to that. But uh, sometimes it takes time to to reflect to see what you what you miss there.
1: Yeah, yeah. gotta mature.
0: Right, exactly. So uh, I remember seeing you a couple of years ago at the Kingston Mines. I think it was a, like a Monday night, and the place was packed, and it, you know, what a great show you put on, and uh, you know, then your name kind of became this household name in, in my uh universe. Uh so I'm I'm really excited to be able to talk to you. Uh oh, thank I I know that um you had like a live album and you have um the namesake album or the uh eponymous album, just the Corey Dennison one. Uh are all those ones that you that you've put together with this present band that you're with?
1: Yeah, so so the live record was put was put together one night. Uh Jerry just sneaked a recorder. Into the Buddy Guys one night, and we recorded live because we were missing out on so much. Uh, people were asking for CDs and stuff, and I didn't have anything. I didn't even think about it at the time. And Jerry's like, dude, I recorded tonight. And I was like, what? He goes, yeah, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to freak out. So <laughs> we listened to it, and he put it all together. He truly is a genius, Jerry Hunt. Um, he's, he's my band leader. He's my best friend. He is my everything. I And, and you can quote me on that. And like he, he just, without him, I wouldn't have anything because he's just, he's just amazing all around and everything that he touches turns the to gold. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm truly grateful. And, um, so then from that record, that's the live record. Uh, that was 2010, I believe in October, actually.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And, um, uh, so then, uh, after that, I went on a cruise ship tour with uh, Sugar Blue. And I came home and we were playing at Roses, and I got approached by Delmark and we molded over. I, I talked it over with the elders, you know, Carl. And uh-huh.
0: hell,
1: I, hell, I even asked Buddy Guy about it, and he was like, Man, are you afraid of money? And Carl said <laughs> the same thing. Carl's like, Hey, man, you afraid of money? Man, if, if opportunity's knocking at the back door and nobody's at the front, go answer the back, see what's going on. And. So we finally signed the deal and we recorded the first record which is Corey Dennison band record. I call it the Red Record.
0: Uh-huh. Right, right.
1: And those songs are all original tunes that I wrote, me and Jerry Hunt wrote together. And then about a year later, uh we recorded the the uh sophomore release which is Night After Night. And those songs are that record really shows the growth of the band over the course of a year because from the time the first record came out to the time the second record came out was a whole year and we only we didn't have a single day off and um those songs we played night after night every night seven nights a week
2: wow. and
1: and so we decided you know we were there's a what is it? It's a, it's a mixture of original songs and um, uh, cover songs. And the cover songs are the songs that people were coming up and asking us to hear no matter where we were at. So yeah. if we were in, if we were in Michigan and somebody wanted to hear, you know, the, people know me in Michigan from when I played with Carl, they were like, man, can you play, um, are you serious? And so I would, I started adding, are you serious to the show? And we kind of put our twist on it. And then I, I also did one of Carl's songs on the record because I told myself and I told him that um, I don't know how to repay him for, any, for everything that he's done for me and everything that he taught me. And so I said that from now on that I'll do one of his songs on every record until I'm not making records anymore, just to say thank you.
0: Oh, that's great. Where did and you then, record uh, the Corey Dennison one? Uh, uh,
1: the Corey Dennison, both records were recorded in Chicago at uh, Riverside. Uh-huh. At Red uh, Studios, Delmark Records. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Same place that all the really good records were recorded, like Quintus McCormick. Um, you know, Guy King's first record was recorded there. I mean, Mike Wheeler's first record. I mean, uh, Mississippi Heat. I mean, all the cats that are on Delmark now have recorded there. And it's, and it's a great-sounding place. And Steve Wagner recorded both records. And he really uh, does a great job. He loves my band. And he really knows how to capture like the, the raw sound of my band which is which is what I really like to go for
0: yeah nice
1: and, both, and I will say that both records were recorded in in 16 hours
0: just so so the band just got in there started playing together you know meshed and played with each other and and just you were able to get it all down
1: oh yeah, yeah. and the second record I had had a cold so I had to go back I, 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 I had Redo to go back vocals. and do something I do some vocal tracks. I only did a couple of vocal tracks, uh, but 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 the second record was was pretty much the same. Sixteen hours, and I had this nasty sinus cold. It was great. It
0: was beautiful. <laughs> it brings out the uh, the effects, I guess. Right. So, uh, you know, one of my favorite songs of yours is probably your most popular. Don't say you're sorry, and it just you know, I, 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 I get it. I mean, that's that's a a subtle kind of uh... situation, and you captured it. So, was there a personal thing behind that th- that you're willing to talk about, or is that, you know? Oh
1: yeah, no, like <laughs> you know, um, it was just uh, it's just like it's like a breakup song, you know. It's it's a breakup song, and it's and it's coming to terms with you know, it's not working out. Just say it's not working out. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. sit there and apologize for it. And it's it's like you know, um. I don't want to hear. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it because it, it loses its value to me when you say it over and over and over and over and over
0: again. <laughs> exactly. But I will be.
1: But I will say this right now. I tell my girlfriend I'm sorry for everything all the time because I screw up all the time.
0: <laughs> but you're not saying you're sorry about uh, the same thing over and over. It's about individual things. It's yeah, about new I'm things sorry I each fr- time. I'm
1: sorry. I forgot to take the garbage out, babe. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I forgot to hang my towel up, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, it's just, a, it's just, a, it's just something that, that, that I hope helps people realize that, you know, it, it's, it, you should just mean what you say, say what you mean. If it's not, if it's not working out, just say it's not working out, you know?
0: Right. Right.
1: And, and don't, don't sit there and be around the bush and, and be like, oh, well, I'm sorry. It's not you. It's me. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, uh, Things are just, you know. No, come on. Let's be real. It's not working out. You don't want to be here no more. I don't want to be here no more.
0: Well, I'll tell you the um, that extended version that's on the li- is it the extended version that's on the live album? The one that
1: uh, yeah, it's on the live where I tell the story about how she got married. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, now that I know that you didn't even realize you were being recorded, that kind of puts it all together. I I, I can. I'm gonna to listen to it in a in a different light now. That's uh that that definitely creates a, a lot more depth to it. You know, here you were just doing your show, but you know, you I, I I think you probably step it up every time. And how many shows you guys well, do a year?
1: Um, I think last year we did uh somewhere along the lines of three hundred and twenty five.
0: Oh my god, that's that's uh and I
1: know last year. Was it last year or the year before last? I know me and Jerry. I know we went to Europe like seven times. Wow! And like I was so amazed by that. And and like I I I'm very I won't travel without my band. And I, I hate traveling without my band. I should say. Yeah. And, uh, and so uh, it's really important to me to take the band because they know what I want. Like. I could throw my hand up a certain way. I kick a foot a certain way. I turn my head a certain way. They know where I'm going. Oh
0: man. That's
1: awesome. But also it, it, to me, when I have the band with me, it, and I document it, like take pictures or stuff and like I'll FaceTime the old man. It, it kind of, it's like, it's like showing him that nothing he taught me was in vain and that, you know, I'm here doing it with my band and I owe it all to him and I'm not going to half step it. I'm going to, take it, you know, to a new level every time. And I'm going to keep giving that, that festival, that festival show doesn't matter if it's inside a club and there's 10 people or if it's inside a, a theater and there's 2000 people yeah. or 20,000 people at an outdoor festival, you right, know, like right. a couple of years ago, we were in, um, in uh, Holland and we played the Mulan blues festival. And it was like 20,000 people. And I had this, and this is a funny story, I was almost at the band, we went to the airport to leave on Thursday, and uh, I had stayed, I got stayed behind, I had stayed behind because my passport was uh, uh, a month before it expired, and I totally forgot about the three-month rule.
0: Oh, yeah, right. But that's even coming and, back, they give you a hard time with coming back into the country with... Uh, yes. Oh,
1: but uh, they will not let you leave the country if your passport, let's say your uh, your passport, you're going out of the country, and let's say your passport expires in January and you're leaving tomorrow, they will not let you leave.
0: Right. No, I knew about that, but it sounds like you are so already gone. I totally gone. forgot
1: about that because I hadn't oh. left. I hadn't gone nowhere in a long time. And so I had to get. A, I had to come home. I stayed up all night long. I went straight downtown Chicago to the uh, center, yeah. uh, the, the Daily Center, Got my passport. It took all day, and then I went straight from there uh, with a backpack to the airport. Got on an airplane, landed in in, uh, Amsterdam. Got in the car, drove to the festival. And as I got to the festival, changing my clothes, my band starts playing, (laughs) and I I got out of the car, grabbed a cigarette, grabbed a, a a beer because that's all they had there to drink. I slammed it, lit the cigarette took a big hit looked at looked at Jerry he nodded seen I was there and I and I was like show it, it was showtime
0: unbelievable and, oh that so is I had like down this, the wire I
1: had, oh it's down in the wire my band's playing Folsom Prison Blues I walk out on stage and and uh, they start they finish Folsom Prison Blues start playing the Deacon and I walk out on stage and we we have a you know a great show but somewhere in the show I had this moment Where it said, what would Eddie Vedder do? Yeah. (laughs) And because there was 20,000 people, and on each side of me were these side fields that were like 20 feet above the people. Wow. And I have this thing where I like to just, I'm a daredevil. And so I looked over at Jerry. And he looked at me and said, No. And I was like, (laughs) You were going to crowd surf? (laughs) No, I I climbed up on top of the speaker cabinets and was standing on top of these speaker cabinets. And I was having like this Eddie Eddie Vedder, Tama Rea, Phil El Salmo moment in front of all these people. And we're singing, Are You Serious? And I was like, This is it. You know, this is what it's all about right here. I wanted to jump off and crowd surf, but. I
0: would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's being truly present. And I can just imagine the stress you were under trying to get there on time. So, I mean, it's like, you know, the that scene in the Blues Brothers movie where they go out to that. Uh, that, that reminds me of that, you know, showing up at the last second and getting up yeah. on stage and just being ready to go. But that's, I think, a statement about how strong your support group is and your band to be able to just step right in there and be ready to go. Oh so, yeah, no, I have so amazing who are these my guys. My guys you,
1: the guys you, in my band are amazing, man. They are um, so we've had we've had a couple of, of different we've had some member changes. Um, the original lineup of the band was Nick Skillnick on bass and uh, Joel Bear on drums and Jerry Hunt on guitar, and then myself. And now prior to Joe bear getting, uh, the spot playing drums, I had, uh, this guy, uh, the Thundercat and, uh, good old Rob and, uh, Rob, um, Pisenko. Rob Pasenko was his name. And he, he left the band to go play drums for Eddie Shaw. And Rob was a great guy. He, he used to see me play with Carl and he used to play with JW Williams and Eddie Shaw and stuff. And, he left the band to play with Eddie permanently and I hired Joel and then Joel Baird did the first two records with us and toured around with us. And Joel actually had a really cool, 18 uh, piece, 17 piece, uh, uh, big jazz band orchestra that he wanted to, uh, do full time. So he recently left the band and I picked up, uh, Mr. Rick King who, uh, Southside native of Chicago and, and he comes from the same, um, school that uh me and jerry come from like rick's played with magic slim and junior wells and otis rush and uh nick skillnick was the first person to leave the band and that's when i found aaron whittier uh it was kind of like a nick skillnick
0: uh, the, the bass player
1: yeah he left yeah. the band first and and it was at the last minute he wanted to pursue his his, his career in uh and uh, um and hospitality uh-huh and so it was kind of like a, right at the beginning of recording the new record and stuff. And I had just watched the Metallica, some kind of monster movie. And it's kind of like how we did it, man. We had to find our a new bass player and it, we had like short period of time. So Nick did the record, Aaron toured with us for a week. And then, um, Skillnick left the band, Aaron joined the band and the newest member now is Rick King. So, uh, it, that core, those guys. The core band right now is is myself, Jerry Hunt, Aaron Whittier, and Rick King, and that is the the Corey Dennison band until until one of them wants to leave because it's, <laughs> it. I hope they never want to leave because it is amazing. It truly is. They uh, they they just gel so well together, and they're uh you know, they push, they push me so hard. And I actually, last year I started working back out and I uh, started getting healthy again and and working out and running nine miles a day and lifting weights. And I pretty much wrote a lot of the new record that we're getting ready to start recording here, hopefully soon in the gym. And um, like, it's just, I got this new energy, this new this new feeling, you know, like I I want to take it to another level, and that's what this new
0: band's going to do. Yeah, that's what Working Out does for people, for sure. But, and like
1: you, I, I sing differently, I play differently, my head's clearer. You know, I got a beautiful woman that supports me, and she loves the music, and she thinks I look sexy, so that's all it
0: that matters. <laughs> that's right, you know. Uh, this is all... Well, listen, I mean, you're playing music, You're uh, and you're, you're doing it full-time, right? I mean, this is... Yeah, it's a it's a I gotta say it's a a special thing when someone can get to that level when they're able to to make it their career their um, their full time gig. That's a that's a really great thing. You and Jerry, uh, you've been playing together since you left Carl, is that right? Oh, me and Jerry
1: played together before that. Even before that, I met Jerry on the road with Carl. We met in London, Ontario. Cool. We met in London, Ontario in an elevator. And then a couple weeks later, I was at a jam night over here in Indiana, and he come walking in, and he wanted to sit in. I said, yeah, man, cool. And he come and sat in, and I actually gave him a business card. and said, man, if you ever need a rhythm guitar player, please, man, call me. I would love to, to back you up. I think you're an amazing musician. And he said, okay, cool. And we became really good friends. And then a couple weeks later, I got asked to open for Buddy Guy, and I called him, and that's basically how the Corey Dennison Band started.
0: Unbelievable! So
1: our first show as the Corey Dennison Band was opening for Buddy Guy.
0: <laughs> that's that's quite the story there. And you know, listen, Buddy's like the last of them. I mean, you know, he played with Muddy, he played with you know all those guys, and he's kind of the last of them. He's strong and he he's up there, but he's. Oh, Buddy is amazing. He's got dates six, seven months out. He's he's selling tickets for. He he is quite amazing. That's that's incredible that you got to open for him. Uh, What a what a treat. Have you gotten to play with some of the uh, you know the sort of these other older generation blues guys?
1: Oh yeah, I love playing with the older guys. I love I love playing with Jimmy Johnson. I love playing with. um, And these guys are like my uncles. I have this huge extended. Everybody always like, oh, why do you say uncle this and uncle that? I said, because my extended family, it reaches beyond anybody's means, man. Like, you know, I think of these guys, I'll take a bullet for any one of them. And, you know, anytime they need something, all they have to do is call me. So, like, Jimmy Johnson, uh, I love playing with Jimmy. I love playing with Larry Bell, um, Lindsey Alexander. I love, you know, every time we play at Legends, if buddy is in town and and buddies at the club, he you know he he steps up and sits in with my band, and uh, you know yeah. and, uh, we've got a lot of good friends that come, that, like when they're passing through town that that come and hang out with us, you know, and 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 it's always good to see to see to see these good friends and play with them and and yeah. get inspired by certain things, you know.
0: Oh sure, I mean, do you ever get surprised by seeing some of these guys like, wow, how they do that? Or uh, I gotta try always, that. Yeah. Always, I always.
1: Mean, I'll tell you this right now, I, 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 I sat, we just did a benefit for Carl at Roses and, uh, uh I sat, you know, like the people that were there, the, the, the band of, the, the band of musicians that were there was the, it was, the talent was off the charts. You had Rico McFarland. you had, you know, uh, Hollywood Scott, Juwan Scott, Marvin Little, J.W. Williams, Kingfish, you had, um, Marquise Knox, you had Billy Branch, Ronnie Baker, like the list goes on, Ronnie Baker Brooks. The Kinsey Report to me was, was really a good highlight because I love watching those guys play because they've been playing together for so many years and nothing that they play is terrible.
0: Oh no. (laughs) And, And
1: it's always flawless. Yeah. You know, Kenny, there's, I always tell Jerry this and when I, when like I played with Kenny and Ralph, and, um, in the Mojo Daddy band, I used to play, I played with those guys a lot, you uh-huh. know, when I was coming up under, when I was playing with Carl still. And, um, there is nobody in the world that I would rather have playing blues next behind me than Kenny Kinsey on bass and Ralph Kinsey on drums or Jerry Porter on drums. Because those guys, that, they are the real, and I, they are the real, I don't want to cuss, but <laughs> they are the real deal. Yeah. What, uh, and when they're behind you and when they're behind you and the feeling is right, you are untouchable and you and you literally soar and and they keep you up there till you're ready to come down.
0: Amazing. I uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Derek Trucks, Susan Tedeschi. And I, I see from your bio on the on your website that you got to play with Derek Trucks. What was that like? I mean, that dude is uh, Derek made
1: me cry. <laughs>
0: He, is, he can make sounds out of his guitar there. That,
1: that was the night of the Crossroads Festival, and we were at the old Buddy Guys Legends, and everybody was there.
0: They all came and, from... I was at Crossroads. They all came from Toyota Park into Chicago yep. and played at Buddy Guys the same night. Yep. Unbelievable. Wow. They, they all came... And we were
1: playing there with like... Uh, was I was that the that 2000 night 2007 was or 2010? The
0: 2010 one? That was
1: the 2000. And, that was the 2000 and uh, ten one, I believe.
0: Okay, so that's when Susan and Derek played together for maybe the first time as uh, Tedesky Trucks. Yeah, that was was... right
1: before they got married. Yeah, and oh. so, um, so like on stage that night was uh, Carl, Buddy, John Mayer, uh, Derek Trucks, myself, Carl's band, Skip, and Leon. Oh, Hubert Sumlin, Jimmy Vaughn.
0: Oh man, Hubert Sumlin.
1: Uh, and so you know those guys Jimmy got up there. Yeah. Derek stayed on stage with Jimmy Johnson and myself and Carl and we were doing a slow blues and they gave Derek a solo and Derek, it was a slow minor, it was a slow minor blues. It was as the years go passing by. And there was just something about the way he was playing and he struck a nerve and brought back some really like, I don't know what it was, but I just couldn't stop crying. I was crying so hard. Wow,
0: yeah, music and, does that, you know. It just it, oh, it yeah. uh, releases those emotions. It's unbelievable. It
1: really does, and especially if like I'm a really weird individual, I can feel energies. You know, like I uh-huh. I feel the energy in the room. Yeah. So when I, when I walked onto that stage at Legends for the first time, I could feel the energy from all the guys that played there before me.
0: Oh wow. Wow,
1: and so so like I, I was just overwhelmed, and listening to Derek play, just I was just a, a wreck. And they were all like, <laughs> "Hey man, you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm I'm great. I hate you, Derek, but I'm good."
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I remember seeing John there. He's a super Derek.
1: nice guy. He's super. Derek is 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 truly a titan of a man as well. He's for sure. He's an amazing man to talk to. He's he's just so nice and earnest. You know.
0: Right. Well, I mean, he's been a professional since what? Ten years old when he went on yeah, stage since he was with was Ten all the years boys. old. Yeah. He had, what? Eighteen years old. He had his own band, and and he was the, yeah. the head of the band. Uh, he is an amazing individual all around, for sure. I mean, you know, some people can play guitar really well, and some people have a have a head for business and music, <laughs> the music business. I think he has it all. But um, oh
1: yeah, no, he really does, and he's got the. He, and i and I'm telling you right now, he's got the one of the baddest bands and like, cause I started going back and listening. Like when I started working out, I started reliving a lot of childhood music visions. Like I would, I started going back and I re-listened to like all the old Kiss records that I used to love. And I listened to, I started falling back in love with like my Iron Maiden records and just hearing different things for, uh, 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 hearing the, the same songs that I listened to but hearing them from a different mindset,
0: if that makes sense. Yes, absolutely. With the knowledge that you was, now oh, have and the experiences yeah, was, that you've I was now had.
1: Serious, I was doing some serious soul searching. I was in a really bad relationship and a lot of it was, you know, my fault. And, um, and I just, I, I had to, I had to kill a lot of demons and that music, all the music that I listened to helped me do that plus working out. And like when I started working out, I was 315 pounds. My blood pressure was two twelve over one seventeen. I was almost dead.
0: Yeah, and good thing you started working the, out. That 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 doesn't all sound the good.
1: different music that I started listening to again really saved my life, and and actually made me fall back in love with playing again. If that makes sense. Uh huh. Sure. And yeah. I,
0: and I and, so I, and, then,
1: and like I really listened to like Derek's like that Tedeschi Trucks Band record, like both of their records, and I was like, man, listen to that. They they got the formula. That's where it's at.
2: Yeah, if we yeah. could
1: figure that out here, we would be just in the same spot, and we would just be, and everything will be all right.
0: <laughs> you know, he's got the horns, he's got the backup singers, he's got the keyboard players. So, you know, it, it's the twelve-piece bands are hard to beat for sure. But
1: oh yeah, uh, but it, that's what makes that's what makes playing with Carl Weathersby so special to me because Carl got those results with just a four-piece band.
0: Right, right, and, well, and yeah.
1: that's what that's what I want to do with my band is I want those same results, and that's why everybody in my band sings, and everybody in my band can can you know like if you look like are you coming to the show tomorrow?
0: I'm coming to the show for sure.
1: All right, that's so gonna you're going to hear organ. You're going to hear the organ on on my set. They're going to hear some organ, but there is no organ on stage. That's all Jerry.
0: <laughs> He's able to play his guitar to sound like an organ. That's unbelievable.
1: I'm I'll tell you what, I will bet you $100 you think it's a Hammond organ.
0: <laughs> that's that's remarkable. It's hard enough to play a Hammond organ <laughs> a B3. That's But stressful. you know, I mean
1: I, I mean, I just, I just, I love, I love listening to, to Derek's music. It's just, it's very spiritual and it's very. Uh, yeah,
0: you know, some of his old moved. stuff too is just unbelievable. His his covers. Oh yeah. Key to the Highway did a great cover of I that.
1: Like, my favorite, my favorite's always Preachin' Blues.
0: Oh yeah, that's one. of... I love that one too. I mean, that's just that's, a, that's, a great Robert Johnson song. Robert Johnson, right? That was one of his songs. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that was uh, Preachin' Blues. I think was Sunhouse. Sunhouse. Okay. <laughs> But I mean that was that was testing the waters back then. I mean to to oh, say yeah. bad things about the preacher back back then that was that was getting pretty pretty racy. But uh, oh
1: yeah, you get you will get you get tarred and feathered real fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, have you played at the Acorn before? Uh, it's you know it's no, one I, of my I've favorite I've never, venues. No,
1: I've never I've, I've never played at the Acorn before. I've seen it several times because me and Jerry have did like a duo at the Journeyman.
0: Yeah, right there. Did I, you? Okay
1: yeah and I've seen it, but I've never played there and like that's one of my main goals for two thousand and twenty is I want to play more theaters and I kind of want to get out of the club scene i want i want i want to do more theater oriented shows and I want to try to get from uh in front of the neon wallpaper if that makes sense
0: <laughs> yeah I think you're gonna like this place it's it's a little mix of um like a it has a small venue feel but very professionally done, you know, great sound Hi. system and people that go there are not going to go there and sit and talk while everyone's playing. They are there to hear the music and they're going to love you Hi. guys. This is going to be a great show for tomorrow.
1: No, it's going to be a great show. I'm very excited. I love the guys that, you know, I love Mojo daddy, man. We go way back, you know, like Kenny Kenzie and I said, I've known Kenny since I was 14 years old.
0: So what's the lineup and, for tomorrow? You, you guys are, who's you got Mojo daddy opening for you?
1: Yeah, I think Mojo Daddy is doing a 75-minute set, and then Corey Dennison Band's doing a 75-minute set. I don't think, I mean, I'm not looking at it as who's going oh, to right. for okay.
0: who. I don't mean it like, like that. Two, but, uh,
1: two, two, you know, a group of guys getting together that w- w- really love playing with each other. Like, those guys have more soul than than, than the law allow. I love those guys. I don't know exactly who's going to be playing with them tomorrow. If it's going to be Jeff Massey, um, From I steepwater? think it is. Or is he Hero yeah.
0: Jr. or Steepwater?
1: I think it's gonna. I think it's Jeff. Mas- I think Jeff Massey from Steepwater Band Water, will be playing okay.
0: guitar. He's an unbelievable yeah. guitar player. He, he, oh, he's he he's around here a lot too.
1: If if you see him, if he's there tomorrow and you see him, just go. God damn it, Jeff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he'll know what that means.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, he'll know exactly what that means. Oh, uh, that's just what I tell him all the time because I just I, or I tell him I, I he'll play something. I'm like, dude, I hate you. You should <laughs> not be that good. Yeah. Because now I need to go home and practice that.
0: <laughs> right. So t- t- talk about your new album. When's that coming out? Or what's the status? Uh, not of it?
1: really. We don't really have a definite date yet when it's going to come out. No um, pressure.
0: I didn't mean it like that. But, but we uh, are.
1: But there will be some new, some new songs in the set list for tomorrow. Cool. Um, I have I have put uh, uh, some new songs in the set list for tomorrow for, that we've been adding to the live show. So because I like to play the new songs. Um, and get the good, get the feel for them live, and then we can just go into the studio and record.
0: Right, right. Well, sure, and you got to a feel. Been,
1: it. We've been uh, since I don't know since what uh, we've been putting new songs in the set list since probably what July. Isn't that right, babe? Yes. And so, um, and now they're starting to come together, and they're starting to, you know, take shape, and and they they. they they're just. I think everybody's going to like them. I hope they like
0: them. <laughs> and you and Jerry do all the writing primarily. Yes. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, so, um, have you have you gotten into the studio for any of the stuff that you're looking to record, or you're sort no, of in not a pre-record yet, we're, mode?
1: We're, we're in pre-record mode, pre-production mode. We're doing the songs live, and we're kind of looking around uh for recording studios because i'm I'm not sure if i want to record it at riverside or if i want to record it um at high style or if i want to record it at joyride um Uh i'm kind of actually thinking about going a really different route and maybe uh looking into some different engineers as well like steve gambini
0: i was just Uh, going to mention him yes steve albini yeah yeah
1: yeah Uh, or steve albini i'm sorry i said gambini what am i thinking um, so, yeah, I, I, I really, uh, I really, I've always loved his records from the In Utero record to the to the newest Foo Fighters record. I, I just, I really loved what he does, and I love, I, I really love the fact that he loves a challenge.
0: He works with everybody, and, and yeah, puts he, his, he or puts it not, his all into everything, and nothing's like, really you know, does. a side project.
1: And he actually did a friend of mine, a friend of ours record that Robert Feddersen,
0: I was just going to mention yeah, you know yeah, Robert Fetterson? I just saw him last he night. Did, He's terrific. Yeah, he He's did Robert's
1: record, and and it's amazing. It sounds great. Yeah and, yeah, and like it's probably the best thing that I've heard Robert do in a while. <laughs> and um, I just really love like the fact that Steve, you know, Steve Albini's like, look, yeah, I did a, I did, I did the Inutero record, I did the Foo Fighters record, I did this other record and these other punk records and these rock records. But what people don't realize is that I love a challenge. He loves. He loves it when people come and say, "Well, I don't know if you're going to like it or not." He goes, "How do you know?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then he. So
1: I don't. I, so we're just tossing the ideas around, like what we want to do, because this band, you know, it, it's just is it, is. It, there's a lot of the the power is there, the the unity is there, the music is there, and I really want to showcase, you know, the guys in the band a lot on this record, like just the music. I want to. I really want to showcase music and um, I want to showcase the writing a lot on this new record. So, you know, I, I think that there's going to be songs for everybody on there. I'm not saying that it's going to be strictly blues or strictly soul, but you know, if people have that same mindset, if people can open up their mind and, and think that, you know, it doesn't matter what the music is, as long as their heart's into it, it's soul music. I think the record will do really
0: well. Part blues, part soul, 100% Corey Dennison. I love it.
1: Yep. Sir. I like
0: that. <laughs> well, it was great talking to you. I'm really looking forward to seeing you tomorrow night. And you're playing at the Acorn Theater uh, in Three Oaks, Michigan on uh, December 6th. What time is the show starting? Uh, probably 8 or 9 o'clock. Look I think at- the show starts at 8 o'clock. Yeah, I know I'll be yeah. there at 4 o'clock. Yeah, you'll be there earlier in the day, I'm sure. But uh, I'm, right
1: down, I'm I'm about I'm about thirty minutes
0: away. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well I know that you've spent you've have a presence up in harbor country here. You know, I've seen you at Round Barn and uh at some places in New Buffalo. But, you know, listen you're traveling all over the world. Do you have any other big tours coming up after the Acorn? Um, we actually
1: uh we're actually gonna stay local for uh till the new year and then there's talk about us going to Thunder Bay in um, 2020. We're talking about uh, there's a, a couple of European trips planned, and there's a Canadian trip planned, and uh, yeah, just just
0: Sounds you know, great. well, just, you know, it's hard because
1: hopefully the new record will be out before all that happens.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got to have some merchandise to to sell to people. That's what right? it's all about.
1: And I'm- and I'm, and I'm and I'm trying to get my my son to work on a new t-shirt idea too so
0: <laughs> that's right which which one the 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 uh wrestler yes good one so he's he's an artist a visual artist and uh, yeah
1: you know, he, he really is he loves to draw he he, uh, he drew up the last one that I had and um and uh it, I really liked it so i'm trying to i'm trying to come up with an idea for a new one i just wish he would get off his duff and do it
0: you know, you know how it is with writing songs—you gotta be inspired. So, you know, have him come out to a couple shows, watch you play, and <laughs> bring bring a pen and a pad of paper.
1: He used to all the time, but now that he's wrestling, um, now that he, the wrestling's taking up a lot of his time, he's he's doing really well. He's uh, he just won his first uh, title match. He just got a, his uh, YouTube Championship belt and in his Intercontinental uh, something, Intercontinental. Uh, championship he wrestles for it i guess what's it called ecw or he's
0: the yeah. real deal man. I who knew yeah he he's
1: the real deal man they got they got they got the big ring and and the and the the music intros and everything it's wild it's awesome
0: sounds great well uh let's wrap it up i'm, I'm hey I'm thanks for coming on the show very much looking forward to seeing you at uh, the acorn tomorrow night or tonight I should say, because this show is going to air at 2 o'clock on uh, Friday. Okay. um, Again, looking forward to it. Thanks again.
1: Hey, man, thank you so much, man. And we're really looking forward to it as well.
0: All right. Take care.